This is the Bartholomew Town Podcast. I say AI, Chris Parisi says... It's the future, and we got to get ready for it. That's what I think, and that's what I want to talk about here today is how we need to embrace AI and that Rhode Island can be the leader in this AI revolution. Yeah, that's something that you, you had mentioned in, or, or in a press release that I got or an internal memo. That sounds really, really confidential. It's not <laughs> what it was. An email that, that, that uh, Shay from your office sent me was that you have this vision of a state task force on AI. And I think that's really interesting. I think back to the 2018 election when Giovanni Feroci, who was a Republican candidate for governor, he raised the concept of Rhode Island should be like a Cumberland Farms. It used to be a Cumberland Farms was this kind of rinky-dink gas station. It was blue and orange and, you know, it wasn't that great. And then they transformed into these like top tier basically small grocery stores, full-on convenience stores with new branding, new colors, just like, boom, all these bays for gasoline. And what he wanted to drive that with was Bitcoin, uh, or pardon me, was the blockchain. And everyone mm-hmm. laughed at him, said, you're, you know, you're out of your mind, that's crazy. And now we, f- we flash forward to even beyond blockchain, AI is definitely going to be a key driver of our current and future business super sectors even entertainment, and Rhode Island is once again in a, in a position where I agree, why not take that that first step to be the leader, the leader? Why not? You know, that's what we were the leader in the American Industrial Revolution. Why can't we be the leader in the AI revolution? And there's reasons why we say this, right? Uh, We have the ability to do this. Number one, we have the talent here in our higher eds, right? So if we can ensure that uh, our higher ed, but also working with the Department of Education to ensure that we have programs that are training our young, talented students on what it's what the world is going to be like with AI fully embraced so that eventually we will then have the, the workforce that's going to be right. needed. And we also have with the 195 land and uh, the CIC building, Venture Cafe, RI Hub, we have a growing startup community, founders and friends, shout out. Uh, to that group that's been, you know, putting together these entrepreneurs and founders together. Uh, so we already have that base building up. We have a great quality of life. We have the beautiful ocean state. We have close enough to New York, close enough to Boston if you you need to. Um, and we're nimble enough. We're also the pioneers when it comes to wind energy, right? We focused on that. We made a decision. We made an investment. And look at it now. Rhode Island is the number one leader in wind energy. Why can't we be the number one leader in the AI revolution? I think that's it's- such an interesting concept. We've been looking for super sectors and, and and ways to brand Rhode Island. It's been as simple as, well, let's try to get Amazon to have their second headquarters in Providence. <laughs> Sometimes the ideas are way off the off the, the, the likelihood of potential, but we have that unique positioning where we're right in the Northeast corridor, as you said, right between, we'll call it the meds and eds, and certainly there's business element to it, but the meds and eds sector in Boston, the financial hub and a lot of tech that takes place in New York, and we have our own ingredients. We're right there. It'd be nice if we had high-speed rail that was more affordable, but nonetheless, we can be that centerpiece to to attract the right players 
and we oftentimes find that we have them here in in the ocean state already as you mentioned because of our our institutions and because of just you know we who knows the random kid at the med school right now down the street from here he or she or they may be the person that actually has ideas how to execute things with no formal training exactly i mean we just had um, a, a brilliant guest on our podcast, the AI Wave, Toye, who is from the Providence School System, became an entrepreneur, learned how to code, and now he has the VR Lounge in Providence and building up that community around there on Smith Street. Um, and he's a good example of we have a lot of talented uh, girls and boys that are in our school system that we can definitely um, elevate and, and embrace for this revolution. And the reason why we're also small enough to be nimble, right? And the, what I'm calling to action is to create an AI task force. This task force uh, will make sure it's diverse enough and diverse in the sense of also all different sectors. We want higher ed there. We want business leaders, finance there, entertainment. All these industries and government and elected officials come together to do the research, to figure out what are the solutions, where are the growth sectors, because there's also a concern with the AI revolution, right? A lot of people don't want to hear about AI anymore. They're already sick of it, right, Bill? Totally. Like they, they, they're already muting my tweets. You know, they don't want <laughs> to hear it anymore. Um, but the fact is, it's here and it's not going to A. This is, you mentioned blockchain, which is different than maybe NFTs and stuff like that. Yes, right. Like NFTs were maybe a fad, blockchain not so much. But AI, it's here and it's going to be here for forever. It's already been here for 80 to 100 years, right? We can remember when in, I think, the 90s, the uh, the AI robot beats um, the uh, chess champion. Exactly. Right. That's the classic example. Right now, we, we hear things like in, in there's, there's a lot of concern about what automation that, that is driven by artificial intelligence will do to the workforce. Rightfully so. In some cases, I had a chance to go up to Danelli. Um, which is uh, charcuterie artisans now, which mm-hmm. is a meat processing plant up in Boroughville. And mm-hmm. this was last year. It was delicious, by the way. Uh, well, uh, as a vegan, it looked, uh, <laughs> I, I, I passed it off to other people to try, but it looked great. But their workforce is still in the hundreds. And there are skilled artisans who carve that meat, who even less skilled workers who are involved in the packing process. But much of their assembly line, for lack of a better term, is driven by AI. It's robots. It's it's literally robots moving around the, the, the facility. And that kind of gave me this thought of, okay, well, maybe there's an integrated element that, to that workforce component. Sure, a lot of jobs are, are probably going to change or be lost. But at the same time, there are things that only a human being can do. And it's hard to imagine, even in our most science fiction imaginative sense, that artificial intelligence is going to completely take over the workforce. What do you say to that? We're definitely going to lose some jobs to the artificial intelligence boom, but we're also going to create new jobs in the AI economy. Um, And that's what this task force is so important because number one, we want to mitigate the job loss, right? So talking to leaders in DLT, I'm talking to them right now and saying, hey, this is here, this is coming. What can we do to mitigate the job loss, upskill current workers and prepare for this new AI economy? We have to do that now. We can't be reactive. We have to be proactive. So yes, there are jobs that are going to be replaced, 
but we AI is not here to replace us. AI is here to enhance us. And that's the message that I'm giving to not only my team at Trailblaze Marketing, but also to everyone that I talk to. And for instance, to give a specific example at, at Trailblaze Marketing, for say marketing industry, that is completely uh, changed because of AI. Um, and what we say is we are AI powered, but human elevated because it takes a human, I call it human endpoints, it takes a human to write the create, uh, create the right prompt to make sure that we're utilizing the AI correctly, let AI do a lot of the work, and then a human at the other end to edit it, review it, provide that right context. Um, so what it allows folks like in the marketing industry is to spend less time on mundane tasks and more time to be creative and strategic. Mm -hmm. I exactly. You know, it's interesting in the, kind of broadening out from marketing just to communications writ large, so to speak. Mm -hmm. There's a, a trend right now in radio where there's big companies are starting to experiment with AI traffic reporters. And you can still tell the difference because it would be like, you know, especially for us Rhode Islanders, when you hear it, it's like 146 South is just a, you know, it's just like a little bit off. And you're like, no, it's 146 South. It's not 146 South. And those slight differences are noticeable. But at the same time, you can tell that in 10 years, communications is going to be able is going to AI is going to be capable of doing reasonably believable communications as well. And you need that human element because at least as we understand artificial intelligence right now, the ability to dis discern and and sort of prioritize information and be able to and know how to communicate to specific areas is going to be something that's really critical and we I don't know that AI will be able to get that far but it may be able to do all the research on the traffic report side and you may be able to correct it and it still may be able to report like it still may voice it and gather the information but there's got to be a human being in there to massage it um you know, I may have to disagree. I don't think it's going to take 10 years, number one. And number wow. two, all you have to do is uh, give it uh, data, which would be the traffic reports for this region for the past 10 years. It could then learn how do these people in this region speak to their audience. Mm. Uh, the mm. fine line between what is human created and AI created is becoming extremely blurry. Mm -hmm. So there's definitely mm -hmm. some ethical concerns we have to consider. Um, and that's why, again, this task force is important. You know, we have to ensure that there's this other area, whether it's ethical, legal, copyrights, that we have to ensure is is taken care of. And I know they're doing that at the federal level, yep. but we should also be doing that at the state level as well. What do you think from from a Rhode Island centric standpoint right now? Do, do you think there's an appetite for this? I look at that. I go back to that example of the blockchain technology where you know there was this this such pushback on Feroshi and you know look, Feroshi has he's been there's, there's people who hate Feroshi no, no matter what he does so I'm not sure he was the best spokesperson for this but you create the task force do you get the sense that there's going to be an understanding of why this should be created any funding that's required and any recommendations that the task force comes up with do you think the average Rhode Islander right now is aware of these the, these trends and realities when it comes to artificial intelligence or is there going to have to be essentially a campaign to educate for lack of a better term the public sure i think that you know having a campaign to educate will be 
helpful and beneficial, but at the end of the day, I feel every Rhode Islander does have a sense whether they want to realize it or not that AI is here is it impacting their daily life. I mean, they're already used to AI. If they have an Alexa, they're used to voice assistance. If they watch Netflix, they see recommended uh, based on your interest. That's a simple form of AI. Yes. Um, you know, simple AI where it has one specific task, but this generative AI and eventually general AI where it's really that next level, it, it's here and it's going to affect them. Um, as jobs get you know, lost and people get laid off because of AI, they're, they're damn sure going to be want to ensure that the state uh, does something about it. Um, but, you know, AI is here and, and that's something that we just have to first accept to go back to your question of, you know, how Rhode Islanders are going to react. You know, I, I definitely know there's already a fatigue and AI fatigue that people don't want to really hear about it anymore. But you can only stick your head in the sand for so long. Eventually, you're going to have to stick it out and realize, OK, how can I adapt to this AI? And not just everyday Rhode Islanders, but also our businesses. And that's really where I'm focusing on is how can businesses adapt to AI? And there's a lot of great programs already out there in terms of business assistance, technical assistance through commerce yep. and skills for RI. Um, there's a lot of great business support organizations, but none of them currently provide how to adopt AI. So tonight, I mean, this podcast will be released before and but uh, this Thursday, uh, we're speaking on June uh, 29th here, I'm speaking at the Venture Cafe about how to grow your business with AI. So mm. it's an opportunity for businesses to take advantage of for sure. And even your business, you yep. were just telling me that you manually cut this podcast. And in my head, I'm like, really, Bill? Yeah, there's a way to not do that. I'm sure we do not. We use AI tools for our podcast. Yep. So we have a AI tool. It's called video.ai. And what it does is it will automatically cut the audio. Then it will transcribe the podcast. And based on that transcript, it will create what type of show notes that you need. It will create a potential social media post. And then it will also automatically create short video clips wow. that have a transcript below it as well. I mean, that's just one example that you need to be using to uh, that's, save that your time. That sounds great. That sounds like literally every episode, an hour of, of time goes into just that sort of cleaning up the audio and everything you just described in a way I'd miss it. Cause I feel as an, there's almost an artisan nature to being like making those decisions. But the reality is it's also given the technology, it's kind of a waste of time because you don't need to be doing that anymore. There's other things you can do with your life. Right. But also, you know, there's that, again, those human endpoints, you're doing this podcast to start, right? Yep. Let AI do a lot of the post-production work, but then go in and edit and tweak it. You know, now you have an hour, let's say, that you would allocate to doing more mundane tasks to make it functional. Well, now you could keep that hour, but make it even better, right? right do right. more with it. Create more follow-up social media posts or however you, you can have fun with it and, and do more. And, and that's just one good example about how AI is not here to replace Bill's job, right? But it to enhance you to do more with your time that AI can replace the mundane day-to-day tasks. Yeah, I'm going to look into that for sure. No question about it. You know, it's it definitely sounds appealing. So let's bring it back home here. So Rhode Island, this task force concept, what, what, obviously the task force has to exist and, and sort of 
cull through the the issues in order to really answer this question. But what would your in, in an ideal world, what does the task force produce? You've kind of said that it would be sort of to to assist businesses and perhaps government and 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 just mm-hmm. the the average Joe and Mary public as well in this sector. But what sort of goals or benchmarks would you be looking for? Should Rhode Island have some kind of timeline in terms of when this goal of, of yours to to be an AI leader? You you said earlier in the episode that ten years is way too long for a traffic reporter to become AI. So how quickly does this need to happen and what needs to happen? This exponential growth. And we throw around the word exponential a lot these days, but AI truly has exponential growth. So this isn't something that's going to come down the road because number one, it's been here and it is here. Um, But number two, it's growing so fast. You know, as someone that stays up to date with AI, every day there's something new and more advanced uh, things that come out of it. So... This is something that we need to start now to become a leader within a year or two. Like wow. we got to act very quickly in order to take advantage. Our options are simple. Number one, be proactive, create a task force, act quickly on it now and swiftly so that we could become a leader or option two, wait for us to hit us in the ass. And then we will then have to be reactive to it and just scrambling to figure out how to deal with this impending job loss, how to figure out with all of these businesses being disrupted, our education system being behind even further. So that's why it's so important that we act and act now. Um, and to give you a, you know, to talk more about like, what is this AI task force and like, what is it really going to be focusing on? I'll give you some pillars. Number one, workforce. We have to mitigate the job loss and we have to, um, upskill current workers, uh, so that we can be prepared for the new jobs that are out there. For instance, prompt engineering, AI developers. There's going to be these new jobs that are created because of this AI economy. Let's make sure our workers are skilled for them, and let's make sure we take care of those job losses, the accountants, the tax preparers, right? This is no longer just blue-collar jobs that are going to be lost and replaced. Uh, it, it is folks like these professional jobs that you need a degree, which we've never quite really seen before so that's number one is the workforce number two is the educational component um, which we just touched upon we need to work with the higher ed so those uh, folks need to be on the task force to make sure that they have programs and concentrations that are dedicated to AI there already are a few out there already Um, But then also our education system, our public education system, you know, what types of um, programs do we have to make sure that our fourth through sixth graders are thinking about that as they're heading into middle school and high school so that they're now being educated about it so that when they go to college, they already have the jobs. Now we have a pipeline to build for what's our my third point, which is investing in our startup economy. Um, not only, you know, the fourth point is going to be about adapting our current businesses and our small businesses, but this third point about investing in our startup community um, and our high growth sectors is really, you know, what they want to be calling it, like the folks at RI Hub. Uh, 
that's important because these are where if you're going to build and become a hub, you're going to need these startups and these businesses that are investing in Rhode Island, are hiring folks based out of Rhode Island, are paying taxes to Rhode Island. And we're going to make sure that we can supply them with not only the skill force that we talked about, but also what type of incentive programs to recruit them to come here. And the fifth point, I know I'm jumping around here, but it all ties uh, together is just make sure our quality of life is great. I mean, we have the ocean state, we have a creative capital, we have a wonderful state if we just ignore the negativity and focus on how wonderful Rhode Island is. And we sell that to them. And the education component is important because if those startups are going to recruit others that have families, they're going to make sure that their kids are in a good educational system. So all of this ties in together. And those are just five examples on how well, are five pillars that we want the AI task force to focus on. It's really great stuff. I, I couldn't agree more with the concept, and I hope that there's there's a, an effort to embrace this and move forward with it for sure. Um, you host the AI Wave podcast. People can find that wherever they get podcasts. Talk about that for a second. Yeah, so the AI Wave podcast came out because as we transformed our marketing agency, Trailblaze, uh, we wanted to make sure that we're educating others about this AI revolution and highlighting entrepreneurs that are and have been working with AI. So for instance, we interviewed Dr. Prashanta Pal, who is this brilliant, enticing, exciting fellow that um, has been using AI to clean data, which sounds weird or unsure, but then when he talks about it and gives us examples about how he's potentially working on the Mona Lisa to clear that up so that we can see what it was originally from space, working with uh, James Webb Telescope, working with NASA yeah. to, to clean that data, and to even uh, ultrasounds. Um, you know, I have a, I have a one-year-old, and when we were going to do the ultrasounds, we are like, this looks like like an alien, right? Right. So he's using AI to clean even ultrasound data so that it could become more clear. I mentioned Toy A. We have a lot of great guests on there that uh, are just showing, hey, this is how I use AI. This is how you can use AI to help grow your business here in Rhode Island. Definitely check it out wherever you're listening right now. Add it to your podcast diet. Chris Parisi, the future is now. That's right. And I'm calling on all of our elected officials, all of our state officials, and all of you Rhode Islanders to say, hey, let's do something about this. Let's create this AI task force to start. That's all. And I have been talking to the governor, so Governor McKee, and, and I will announce it here that he is on board. He is willing to create this task force through the governor's office. He understands the severity that this is going to happen, but also the opportunity that AI presents itself. So uh, hopefully this becomes uh, a reality very soon. Um, working with the governor's office to create this AI task force. And there's a lot of uh, brilliant folks that listen. So you, the audience, if you're interested in becoming on this pod, uh, on this uh, task force, you know, shoot me a message. You can find me on LinkedIn, Chris Parisi. Uh, you could find me on Twitter, uh, Trailblaze CP. Or you could just shoot me an email as well, whatever you can to let me know that you're in this AI revolution as well and you're ready to make Rhode Island the leader in this new 
AI revolution. So Governor McKee is on board with creating this task force. And is it fair to say this he is going to create the task force? Uh, I have his word, right? So that is something that he told me it was okay to publicly share. So uh, I have his word that we will create this AI task force. So uh, all of uh, you and your reporter friends, please follow up with uh, Governor McKee and say, hey, you know, I heard that you're going to create this task force from Chris Parisi. What does that look like? Is that a reality? When can we start seeing that? I'll be working behind the scenes as, as I always do. Um, to ensure that this does happen and I'll continue to volunteer my time to make sure that uh, Rhode Island is in a position to succeed. Um, but it's going to take all of you Rhode Islanders to make sure that we embrace this opportunity to hold our uh, leaders accountable because this state, we can make it a great, great state that is a leader in this new world that we are all going to become uh, living in, whether, whether we like it or not. This episode is brought to you by Navigant Credit Union. As Rhode Island's first ever member-owned credit union, Navigant Credit Union has been a staple in the local business community for more than 108 years. Today, Navigant is a $3.4 billion institution serving more than 136,000 members across 25 physical branch locations. But since its founding in 1915, the mission has never changed. Navigant Credit Union's team of financial professionals have remained committed to improving the financial well-being of the families, businesses, and communities they serve across Rhode Island. Learn more at NavigantCU.org.